everybody, what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And on this episode of the show, which is 131, the letter is R and it is the end of the word R as in righteous, dude. Anyway, so this episode is on my favorite law from John Maxwell. This is about the law of pain. And this is something that is super, super close to me because this is the law that I was asked to teach on when I was part of his faculty. So I was one of his elite faculty, for those of you who don't know. And uh, John's pretty cool, dude. This is my favorite of his laws. And I think it is going to be pretty invaluable, pun intended, to your business. So for sure, if you're looking for a couple good leadership lessons, I would check out this episode of the show. Make sure if you really love it to screenshot it, put it in a story, subscribe, and leave a review. Whoever was the fan of the week yesterday, you didn't claim $130. What in tarnations? So today's fan of the episode, no money, but still, it's cool, bragging rights, is Geek Squad Wife, five-star review. Wow, this girl is always bringing the heat, whether she's talking about business, leadership, life, relationships, or finances. I've been a Jesse Lee fan and follower for five plus years now, and she has completely changed my life. I've been blessed to be building a business with her for the past almost three years, and to say our life looks entirely different is an understatement. I love Jesse Lee and this podcast is fire. Thank you for all you do. You're the best. Oh, thanks. You're the best. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy episode 131 of the show. This is a training I am very passionate about because for those of you who don't know, uh, I was part of John Maxwell's faculty in Augusta, Georgia. And when you're part of his faculty, he gives you a specific law to train on. And I was chosen for network marketing, whatever year that was, 2017, ironically, uh, to teach the law of pain. And so it's, it's interesting to me because when I taught the law of pain, um, you know, three years ago now, I was talking about me going through the, uh, me going from party plan into network marketing and the attacks that that had and all of this stuff, um, one sec, because now Brian's texting me something that I need to respond to really fast. Uh, 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 uh. uh so, or, I don't know, or vice versa. And, uh, it, it, it was amazing to me that in that moment I was able to look back and see the gratitude already and the lessons uh, when I was going through that huge, huge storm. And now, uh, obviously, 2017 craziest most painful year of my life I can look back on and even though I yes black most of it out I really think I forget most of the things from that year uh when when some of you say things I'm like I don't oh I do remember that it's like I totally forget uh I just I'm passionate about this because I think some of us are probably I mean it's it's inevitable there's it's a big enough group on here I'm sure some of you are going through storms in your life right now uh maybe you just got out of a rough patch maybe you're entering a rough patch maybe this morning it's like your life got hit with a two by four whatever that is and I think if we can start to find the blessings inside of the pain and and seeing it for what it is then we can truly step into our power we can step into much higher levels of great so the law of pain the law of pain Basically, here's how this is. How do you usually respond to bad experiences, right? Are you someone who explodes in anger and rage and you literally can't control yourself, right? Like, check yourself. Is that you? Like, do you, it might be because she's legend. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, respond really emotionally? Do you go above and like next level? Um, or, or do you detach yourself as well? Like that experience didn't even happen. 
Like, that, that didn't even happen. Nope, I'm not even, nope, that didn't happen to me. Like, do you, act, do you ignore it? You know, what are, how do you respond, Sydney? How do you respond to bad experiences? Because this is a John McDonald quote. He says, every problem introduces a person to themselves. <gasps> like, it is that good old saying we talk about with projection. When you're screaming, look in a mirror. You're not actually mad at that person. You're, you're actually getting to learn to know yourself. And so every time we encounter painful experiences and we go through things that are literally helping us grow, we actually get to know ourselves better. The bad situations in your life let you know who you are more. So instead of stopping you, ooh, excuse me, woo, instead of stopping you, uh, all right, I see your face, Brooke, that's enough, okay? Instead of stopping you dead in your tracks, uh, decide. Okay, so instead of that, let's deal with the issues that we don't feel like facing. Let's deal with the actual problem. Let's go through and deal and handle and manage our actual pain and make those changes that stretch us outside of our comfort zones and make us uncomfortable. Okay, I love this. I love the concept of pain prompts us to face who we are and where we are in our lives. Like, cause what we do with the bad experiences in our life, what we do with, with bad relation, bad, whatever, that is what's defining how and who we become. And so, um, I'm just going to encapsulate the story because I think it's so powerful. So in, if you decide to buy the book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, John Maxwell tells a story about Cheryl McGinnis and Cheryl McGinnis was the wife and then widow of somebody who passed away on September 11th. 2001, uh, he was a pilot for American Airlines. So hitting the Twin Towers, um, her husband died. And she ended up becoming a very well-known public speaker. She ended up speaking about how pain, um, the pain of this, you know, ended up becoming the biggest blessing of her life. And I hope none of you ever have to know tragedy like that, myself included. Uh, but, but can we be those people that when things are happening and it feels like it's happening to us, you all know the saying, can we make it so that these things are turning into lessons that we can have happen for us? And so she wrote in a book because she became a very well-published author and public speaker, quote, as unfair, unreasonable, and as impossible as it seems, we still have work to do after tragedy occurs. We still have roles to fill. We still have responsibilities to family and others. The stuff of life may pause for a while, but it doesn't stop. Fair or not, that is reality. And she said, I am learning more every day. The circumstances of 9-11 have forced me to examine who I am, to face myself in ways that I never have had to before, to ask, what does God want for me? What can I do in him by his power within me? And how will he use me to touch others? And so it's really interesting because she goes on to say that she would have never been a public speaker. She never, she was so shy. She never wanted to have anything to do with any kind of, uh, you know, anybody knowing her name, any of these things. And that that tragedy out of that terrible, terrible, awful day that shifted her life forever, she was able to see that out of, you know, it, it makes sense, out of the ashes of that day, she was able to emerge stronger because of it. And so 
That kind of stuff is what can happen when you manage your bad experiences well. Are you going to learn from them or are you going to let them cripple you, define you, and turn you into maybe just somebody who's angry all the time or maybe somebody who can't control their emotions or somebody who people are like, they're very volatile. I don't know what I'm going to get out of that person, right? And so um, what separates people who thrive from those who just merely survive is how you face your problems. How do you face your problems? Right? And I and, and you have to answer that for yourself, of course. And it can be a multitude of problems, a range of problems, little problems and big problems, everything in between. How do you face your problems? And so the, the crazy thing, and I know you know this, but when you look back on stuff, when you look back on your life, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 100 years from now, whatever, and you're looking back on everything, I promise you this much, you're going to look back at the most painful experience of your, experiences of your life, and those are going to be the experiences that you learn the most in, I promise you. It's when you're under attack that you start to learn who you really are. It's when you are being um, ostracized or you are being, I'm trying, I'm thinking back to 2017. You are being bullied and you are being slandered and you are being straight up attacked that you get to say, hold on a minute here. Like, absolutely not. And you get to turn into a better version of yourself. It's using that pain because pain is very powerful. It is using it for power and not in a weird like way. But how are you using your power that comes from the pain? You have to make this decision, right? And so I've never known anyone who says, you know, oh, I love problems. I love them. I love them. I get so excited when I got another problem. I just can't wait for it. Can you please give me another issue, right? Like terminate me again, please. Like I would love to be terminated so I can learn some more. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I don't know anybody who says that. I don't know anybody who's like, please shoot me again. That'd be great. I just want to learn from it. Just teach me a lesson. But I will tell you that that every single successful people person I know that looks back on those awful situations in their life, every single one of those people looks at those dark periods, those painful periods, those painful experiences, like 2017, that big dark cloud. For sure, my greatest gains in my life came in the middle of my most painful hours. Does that make sense? Like, does that make sense? Like the, uh, the, 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 I mean, so many of you were involved in this. You know what I'm talking about. The actual attacks that were coming from left, right, down, up, center. It was like a Nintendo game, right? Like it was every single direction I was getting attacked in. I grew in every direction as well. I grew, I grew more spiritually connected. I grew more emotionally connected. I grew more, I, I decided to turn more into fitness as well. Cause I was like, I'm so stressed out. I have to work out. I got in the crazy shape, right? I ended up, uh, you know, learning how to speak better. My business grew. So financially I grew, you look at all of this pain, these things that I got to learn and grow from. If you're going through something right now, like I said, some of you probably are, Right now, I know it doesn't feel good. You're not asking for the problems to come to you, but I will tell you, you can definitely look back if this is your season of what is going on. You will definitely be able to look back and go, <laughs> wow, okay, I I learned a lot. Like using Marsha as an example, it's like the whole prison to prosperity thing. It's like she can't write a book called Prison to Prosperity if she didn't go to prison, 
You know, like, I don't even know what she did. It doesn't even matter, right? Like, that had to have been a dark period of her life where there's probably a lot of pain there that probably catapulted her forward in many different ways. And so I want you to think about that because here's some things I know about bad experiences. First of all, all oh, y'all are learning. Look at that. Kayla's referencing rubber bands. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love a note taker. So first thing for sure is that everybody has bad experiences. That's number one. Okay, this is not unique to you. This is unique to the human race. And so if you think that like like I I like I said, I referenced a post Angela Musco made on this this 212 Zoom we just did because I'm like this concept that you've never said anything bad to someone or you've never gone through anything bad or you're this perfect person and everyone else in the world is not that is crazy. You need, like, I don't even know what, like, I don't think it's even on here. But, like, people who are like that, that think that they're like Jesus or something, they need a reality check. It doesn't make sense to me. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. We all have things we wish we could take back that we've said, but that's what makes us human. Uh, and if you cannot hear me, let me know, because I just got an internet connection unstable thing for the 5,000th time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let me make sure. Okay, I turned my Wi-Fi off just in case. That did freeze. Okay. Sorry about that. All right, I'm back. Woohoo! All right, so here's the thing. Life is filled with ups and downs. We all have them. And that the, the, the interesting thing is people just want ups and ups, right? Like it's easier. No, just like, just give me more good stuff. It'd be great. It'd be great. And I know I've been saying this a lot because I think so, so yeah, ups and ups, ups and ups. Um, I think what we end up doing is we just want to see everything be a win. And this team is... I say it so often, but this is the easiest and hardest team to ever be part of in network marketing because it's like, it seems sometimes like everybody's always up, 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 that when something maybe, maybe a leadership gap corrects, maybe something happens in someone's life, I don't know, and somebody experiences even a temporary down, it turns into the blame, shame, justify, it can't be my problem that my business dropped by two stars, it's gotta be somebody else's, like, it's everybody else's fault, the crazy thing is that if you take that experience of the pain, because I know it's painful, to drop drop two stars, three stars, a whole rank. I don't really know. You get to grow from that. You get to have a down, but a huge up when you decide to see that painful period as a learning period where then you get to grow, but it's, it's what your perspective is on it. Are you going to wallow in self-doubt and worthiness? Or are you going to say, this sucks? This really sucks. Like I don't want to be rank blah, blah, blah anymore. I want to be rank blah, blah, blah. I want to make this much money. I want to be on that stage. I want to be whatever. And instead of just saying, I deserve it, I deserve it, saying, hey, you know what? I know how I can earn this. And taking those painful experiences and turning them into power. As an example, again, because I really, I have a, I have a love of this law so much. I think about when I was on stage for the first time with Eric. I was powerful in that moment because I talked about my vulnerabilities. I talked about the pain of going through a termination. I talked about the pivot from, from party plan into network marketing. That was something people could connect with. They couldn't, con they, they can't connect with, oh, she's always successful and she's always, it's the downs. So this, this idea that, Everybody should have ups and ups and ups aside from keto ups. Like that's not a thing. You have to have the ups to have the downs. And, ex and this is a quote from Dennis Holy. Expecting the world to treat you fairly just because you're a good person is a little like expecting the bull not to charge you because you're a vegetarian. 
I think it's really funny. Okay, like, I get it. Life sometimes is not fair. You know what? Take a ticket. You know what? Like, like, go, like at the deli, take, take a ticket. I know unfair stuff happens to every single one of you. Probably all the time. It probably sucks some of the time. And you're just like, this is obnoxious. Like, when is it my turn? When is it my turn? When is it my turn? Use it as time to grow. Take those painful experiences and grow through them. You have to have realistic expectations when it comes to pain and problems. Nobody can avoid them all the time. You're going to have problems some of the time. I, some of you have huge teams at this point. Not everyone's going to like you. Someone's going to stage a coup. It's a matter of time. Okay. That's just how leadership works. I see that Lisa Grossman's decided to join us. <laughs> Hi mom. Uh, I, I don't even know how many, how many people have you can't have these unrealistic expectations when it comes to pain and problems because you really can't avoid them, right? So what are the lessons within everything that's going on in your life? I mean, here's an example, right? Like, what have I learned about parenting my little wooka wooka because of the first cancer situation, right? So you can't avoid them. And, and part two of this is nobody likes them. Nobody likes going through painful experiences. And I, I actually, I remember where we were when I got, when the phone rang. Like, I can't imagine. Like, Lisa would need nine hours of Zooms probably straight in a row. And that's not even with, like, her extra Lisa talk, right? Like, she would need 90 hours of Zooms to tell us how many people have probably talked crap about her or said she did this or or straight attacked Lisa. Over 31 years in this profession, I am sure of it. So, guys, like, it's going to come. It's going to happen. And I know you don't want it, but that's the reality of the situation is that these painful experiences, they make you a better leader. They turn you into a better leader. They allow you to grow. It's your opportunity to grow. And so no one likes it when they have a bad experience. No one likes it when it's painful. No one likes it, especially when you're in the middle of it. So, again, like I said, for those of you who might be in the middle of a storm right now, it sucks. It's usually just painful. You usually can't even, like, where is the blessing in this? If I hear one more stupid quote of, uh, life's not happening to you, it's happening for you, I'm gonna punch somebody. Like, if you've ever been there, or maybe you're there right now, if you can manage the experience well, you'll have a great story to tell afterward. You'll have powerful things to share afterward. You'll have life lessons right afterwards. It's gonna be like a great war story. Like my 2017, not even just the termination is like the great war story of network marketing. Like it's crazy to me. I go places, I don't know who the people are. They're like, that's the girl that beat the company. That's the girl, that's the girl. I'm like, what? It's crazy, right? Like it's a war story. It's like people pinned a medal on me just because I like went through a really painful time. So the third part is that few people will do what you'll do, which is make a bad experience a positive experience. Life's difficulties don't allow you to stay the same person. So when you're going through the pain, you get to choose two directions. You get to pick from one of two directions. That life difficulty is going to shift you one direction or the other. It's going to move you forward or it's going to move you backwards. This is the same conversation of the blame, shame, justify thing, right? Like when you're in a tough period, when you've plateaued for two straight years and you're ready to freak out because another person hit pro champ and you are just getting pissed off 
that Luna's ain't your lover, but you're pissed off because you're like, seriously, you're either going to think everything you're doing is wrong. You're going to blame people. Then you're going to shift and you're going to say, I'm doing my own thing. Or you're going to say, hold on a minute. Let me take how much this sucks right now and move forward. That's up to you. In every single life experience you have, it's always up to you. So are you going to become bitter or are you going to become better? Are you going to let those experiences in your life when you're in the most painful times of your life limit you or lead you to grow? This is totally up to you, okay? It's like you have to play the, the, the deck of cards you were handed, or hand of cards, whatever it's called. You know when you go to the casino and like, oh, it's a crappy hand. Somebody can literally win a poker tournament for $20 million with a crappy hand. How do they play it? So how are you and how is your team playing the hand that they're dealt, right? Like, sometimes I, sometimes I see crazy stuff. I, well, I see crazy stuff a lot of the time. I feel like I saw something crazy today. That, like, I can't believe it happened. Lisa, that's what I'm trying to call you about. It was, like, the craziest Italian situation that I, is, Luconi will tell you, this, the craziness, I can't, I can't believe it. I, I will call you after. It ended up being, I can't believe it, so positive. Like, 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 like crazy. We're so excited. So I'll call you after this, all right? But it's almost like some people instead, it's like this deck of cards is dealt to them and they look at, look at it and they fold right away. But they fold their life, right? Like how many people do you know it's like they have a bad day and I know we like napping. So I don't mean this as like an overarching, like never take a nap when you're going to burn out. But there's people where it's like, oh, today sucks. I'm done the whole day. Like, you know what I mean? There's people who literally live life like that. And then they're shocked when, yeah, life might have sucked for that hour. But did you allow a bad five minutes to turn into a bad hour, to turn into a bad day, to turn into a bad week, to turn into a bad month, to turn into a bad year? Before you know it, you look back and you've had a bad life. Like that's what happens when people don't see the painful experiences for the blessings they actually are. And so um, John Maxwell talks about a pain file. I'm going to give you um, a couple uh, examples of things that maybe you, uh, you might have had experienced some failures and negative experiences through. So here are a couple, you can write them down. Maybe if you relate to some of these and you can start to maybe think of examples in your past that you were able to use the pain to move you forward instead. So, um, he says the pain of inexperience, and I actually really like this one. So I'll read exactly what he says. He says it was painful because he expected instant success early in his career, but stumbled often because of his immaturity. So he had a lot of success and he lost it because he was immature. Um, he had to learn patience and earn respect and influence from others. He, he ruined his business and he had to rebuild the whole thing. Um, he was jealous against pastors. For those of you who don't know the story, it's pretty cool. Um, the second he writes is the pain of incompetence, pain of disappointment, pain of conflict, pain of change. Pain of bad health. I really like this one. This is a good example. Um, I don't know if anybody can relate directly to this example, but I, I like this one too. Um, John Maxwell had a heart attack when he was 51 years old. And that pain of bad health, if you talk about, like I said, going one direction or the other, he could have chosen to do what? Well, of course, he could have decided, I don't care. I'm still going to have these same health habits. I'm still going to do the same thing. It's fine. 
Instead of that, he decided to move forward, and now he's got an exercise routine he's done every single day for the last, you know, almost 30 years. So the pain of bad health, pain of hard decisions, wanting everyone to be happy and making tough decisions were, were incompatible tasks. Learned that, the, that good leadership is disappointing people at a rate that they can stand. Ooh, that's really strong. Uh, pain of financial loss pain of relationship losses, striving to reach my potential has separated me from friends who had no desire to grow, even when they said they wanted to. As I developed new friendships, I learned to build relationships with growing people who want to take the journey with me. Uh, Some of you might relate to this one, the pain of not being number one. Yeah, what can you learn through that? The pain of traveling, uh, the pain of responsibility, um, and that's his list of them. And then I love this. This is a, this is one of his quotes he wrote down wanting everyone to be happy. Oh, I already read that. Wanting everyone to be, I highlighted it. Wanting everyone to be happy and making tough decisions were incompatible tasks. I learned that good leadership is disappointing people at a rate they can stand. So he said, what have all these painful experiences taught me? His big lesson is to let his discomfort, this is big, I would write this down, let your discomfort become a catalyst for your development. I love that, right? Growth is the best possible outcome for any negative experience. If you're going through any of those things, inexperience, competence, disappointment, change, conflict, bad health, relationships, hard decisions, financial loss, etc., Every single one of those, where can you grow when you're in that uncomfortable situation? You can turn your pain into gain. I know you've heard that, right? Like there's probably movies called pain and pain, pain to gain. gain. I don't know, whatever. Okay. It's catchy. It rhymes. What can I say? All right. So, um, choose a positive life stance. If you want to turn your pain into gain, you have to decide to see things as positives instead of negatives okay it's an overall overarching frame of reference right so what are the sets of attitudes you carry yourself with what are the general expectations that you have for yourself and on others are do you look at most people in a positive way or a negative way you know your team members when they're new positive negative when they do something wrong for the first time positive negative what is your overarching life stance when it comes to the human race right um and so it's interesting because this controls everything the way you have in my opinion uh if you have a negative life stance towards anything whether it's money or wellness or business building or leadership or whatever You can't be shocked when you get negative results. On the flip side, of course, it's the exact same. Like, if everything you think is going to flow abundantly to you, and you're positive about it, and you're sure of what's going to come to you, I wouldn't be that surprised if all positive things come to you. That's just... That's just, I guess maybe that's energy, but that's just a real thing. How are you viewing the world? Whether whether you view a cup as half full or half empty, you're right. Right? Whether you view your business as positive or negative, you're right. If you view it as a business that can get you to rank seven or not, you're right. Eight, you're right. Nine, you're right. Ten, you're right. So what is your life stance on that? How do you view things? And it's really cool because I, I, there's so many of you on here, obviously, I have extremely close relationships with. Watching a lot of you shift that even more positive or maybe even situationally more positive, like when stuff smacks you in the face you're way more positive that is tremendous growth and that is so cool to watch me being able to see that because 
for some of us, I mean, we've known each other for years now, right? So I've gotten to watch some people develop. I mean, everybody's developed. Some people develop in ways, especially like this, negative to positive, in such a drastic way. It's like, whoo! If you think I'm speaking to you, I'm probably speaking to you. Ah, you don't know who I'm looking at, but I'm looking at a lot of faces right now, okay? So you just smile, and I'll tell you if it's you. Yep, it's you. All right, so <laughs> how'd you like that? That was cute, wasn't it? I thought so, too. All right, okay. All right, so... Life is not the way it's supposed to be, like the way you want it to be, because we can't control everything in life. The idea that you could control everything is obviously false. That's just not a thing. It is the way it is. Situations that happen are the way they are. They just happen. You get to roll with the punches the way you want to roll with the punches, though. So how do you want to show up? How are you responding? How you cope with things is what makes the difference, truly and honestly. Like how you look at things and how you are sure you are going to be able to handle them in a positive way makes the biggest difference because you cannot control much of what happens to you in your life. You know that, especially in this business. How many of you wish you could control every single person in your team like a flipping puppet and make them do what you want them to do? Would you just send the script? Send the script. Oh my God, send the script. Like you want, like, would you just go live? Like you just wish you could do it. We can't. But we can control how we respond, okay? Y'all like that a little too much, maybe, okay? I, I mean, I'm glad I got that out there for you guys, okay? You can control your attitude. You can control how you respond. You can control the way you look at situations. You can control the things you say. And if you mess up and you screw up, it is not that bad to say, I'm sorry, it won't kill any of us. Brittany feels attacked. Oh, God. Sydney's been typing attacked in all caps this whole Zoom, I feel like. Oh, God. Sasha's definitely feeling attacked. But he loves Anna so much he won't admit it. It's okay. It's not a problem. We all know. We all know. Okay? Life is filled with good and bad, though. And we know that. Okay? Some of the good and some of the bad you cannot control. That is life. Okay? And some of the good and some of the bad will find you in life. It's not all in your control. But if you have a negative life stance, it's going to find you a lot easier. The bad will become worse. And therefore, choose a positive life stance. Okay? Because to a large degree in life, and I think we can all agree on this, you get what you expect. Like, how many of you remember being brand baby new? And you were like, I am going to hit champ. I am going to do it. I am going to do it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to do it. Right? Jenny can't say yes to that because she didn't know what a champ was. But as soon as she knew what it was, things changed a little bit. Okay? And so <laughs> you have to make the best out of the now. Best out of the now, the here and now. Like every single one of you can do that, right? And so say those things. You all said rank eight the first month. I guess everybody's going to hit rank eight. I'm totally fine with that. Luna would love to welcome you. I have a feeling, okay? Okay, so here's here's a story I told on our 212 Zoom. I'm going to tell it again because I just think it's so, it's so perfect, okay? So uh, <laughs> when you're going through painful experiences, it's a really great opportunity to look at things creatively and do them differently, so like little pivots we made as an example when I was terminated, I want you to think about. Like think of how strong simple proven results is compared to simple clean results. Those of you who know what I'm talking about. 
It's a million times better. We, we're like, oh no, we're going to have a standard for before and after shots. We're going to have a rules section that we abide by. We're going to have all of these bylaws. We're not screwing around in this group. We're having everyone moderate. Like we did so many little tweaks and made it so much better because the pain of what we were going through allowed us to be more creative. It allowed us to do things differently, right? If you think about it, I would guess that some of the pain of wanting to rank advance is the reason why Amanda Hodgema-Hollis has come up, came up with these up cups. She wanted to sell so badly, right? She wanted to do something creative. Her brain comes up with an up cup, a sock cup, or whatever the heck she's doing over there. Like, I don't even know what she's putting in these things anymore. Like, she's probably going to do a sunglasses thing because summer's coming and she wants people to be blinded by the ketosis light. I don't know. She's going to come up with some crazy thing. Why? Because in the frustration of wanting to achieve your mind starts to find solutions to the quote unquote pain. And so as an example, here's the story. There's a farmer. <laughs> We're going to call her Katie. All right. So we've got farmer Katie with her chickens. Okay. All righty then y'all. So we got, there she is. There's farmer Katie. For those of you who don't know who farmer Katie is, uh, this is farmer Katie. Okay. So we've got farmer Katie. And she has chickens, okay? And so she has had a successful chicken farm for years and years and years. And on this chicken farm, she has chickens. And I don't know, maybe it's global warming. Maybe the slope of the land changed. I don't know what happened. But one spring, the rains came in and it started to flood parts of Katie's chicken land. And when this started happening the chickens started to die. Now, this upset Farmer Katie a great deal, as I'm sure you can imagine. By the way, for those who don't know, Katie literally has chickens, so it's the perfect story. Okay, so, so Farmer Katie's devastated. She storms up the hill to her husband, Garrett, and she says, Garrett, the chickens, they're all dying. She can't handle it. She's so upset the chickens are all dying, okay? And he says, oh, it's terrible. Like, you gotta move them up the hill. So he moves them up, she moves them up the hill a little bit. The next year, the rains come and the climate's changed more. Maybe the slope of the land gets a little bit worse. More chickens die this year. And Katie's devastated. And she goes to, to Farmer Garrett and she says, Garrett, more chickens are dying. This is terrible. She's so upset. She's so, all the pain of losing her chickens, right? And then the third year comes and it's the worst. The floods come in to Farmer Katie's land and they kill every single chicken. And Farmer Katie goes up to Farmer Garrett and she says, I, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. All of my chickens are dead. We have no business. We have no chickens. So those are my friends or whatever Farmer Katie would say. Okay. And Garrett looks at Far Farmer Garrett looks at Farmer Katie and says, go buy ducks. <laughs> if you understand that little parable, okay, here's the tale of that. Okay, maybe you don't need to be hanging around with the chickens right now. Maybe it's time for ducks. Maybe it's time for a pivot. Maybe it's time to find a solution. Maybe it's time to see, hey, like this is not working. This is painful. I'm losing my chickens over and over and over again. Right? Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it's time to be the best duck farmer. So be the best duck farmer when sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to. And I think that's important because if, if Farmer Garrett hadn't had the creativity to say, hey, maybe we just shouldn't have chickens on land where it's not working for chickens. 
you would have missed out on being the most successful duck farmer that there ever was. So buy ducks. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone, and every single one of you knows that. Every single one of you knows that. And I think that creativity then starts right there at the end of that comfort zone too. So when you're feeling stretched and you're feeling like, what do I do when that pain comes in? Buy ducks. <laughs> Buy ducks. That's the solution, obviously. Okay. So you know this, but it's easier to embrace the value of bad experiences once they're long gone, like I talked about. Okay. And so it's always easier to see something positive long, long after. How many of you can think of something in your life right now? Like anyone ever been through like a painful divorce or bad relationship or something? And when you were going through it, it was the worst. And now you look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, what a blessing. Every single one of you gets strength from that, right? And, and so I think sometimes, you know, those bad experiences, it still moves you forward even faster than you think. Um, this is the, the inventor and the head of research at General Motors says, you will never stub your toe standing still. The faster you go, the more chance there is of stubbing it, but the more chance you have of getting somewhere. In other words, where there's no struggle, there's no progress. So face the difficulties because facing difficulties is inevitable. We're all, we're all going to have difficulties. Learning from them is optional. Learning from the bad stuff that happens to you is optional. And that's when it starts to become something that's happening for you is when you use it as a learning experience, okay? All right, so the law of pain, it gives you an opportunity to turn your entire life around. My entire life is different than it was in 2017 because of that. My whole life, my relationships, my friendships, the way I speak, the way I lead, the way I love, all of it, completely different. Financially, completely different. Spiritually, completely different. Every single part of me is completely different because of that painful experience. So it allows you to be a bend in the road. It doesn't have to be the end of a road. It can be a bend in a road. It can put you back on the path of the direction you needed to be in. If you see it to be that. Not if you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely. Okay. It's, I I want you the next time you are in the middle of the craziness, the next time you're in the middle of the storm. And if it's right now, remind yourself that you are on the cusp of that bend. You are being given an opportunity to either grow or shrink. Which one are you going to do? Because the thing is that everybody gets to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to say anything. We know when you're going through something, right? Y'all know that. You know how this team operates. It's not even just this team, though. You can always tell when somebody's going through something. And you can tell right when they're there on that cusp, right? You can tell when someone's about to take the wrong freaking turn or if they're about to grow. And then they do. They literally either self-sabotage or they explode, right? So when you're there and you're at li- when, when you get there that next time, because we're all going to have these experiences, they are in the future somewhere down the road, which way do you lean? Do you go right or do you go left? I don't know which one's the right way, <laughs> right? Like when you're on that turn of the bend, do you move forward or do you end up going backwards? Because l- everybody sees the results of the decision you make. It can take over your whole life. When somebody decides to fall down the wrong path, do whatever, whatever you want to call it. No one has to say anything. That person tends to blame people, but we all see it. Everybody else sees it for what it is. And so I want you to think about that when you're in that tough situation, 
make sure you're taking the right road, when, especially when it's painful. And it really goes into taking responsibility for your life, right? I mentioned, you know, not letting life circumstances define you because you shouldn't, right? Bad stuff happens to everybody. Every single one of us has bad stuff that happens to us, okay? But at the same time, you have got to take responsibility for your life. The utter lack of responsibility in the 2020 culture, it's not, it's just, it's everybody, I think, you know? The utter lack of responsibility, it is, it is scary how fast people slip into victim mentality. It's alarming, right? All over the world. It's not just a network marketing thing, right? And it's like, I don't know how you can possibly grow if everything is everybody else's fault. When you're in the pain, like even when I was in the pain of termination, I mean, there's enough of you on here that were part of that with me. Like I wasn't blaming anybody. I was what the helling a lot. Like what is going on? But I was like, I kind of, I mean, I did call him a name. I don't know. I didn't know that was a terminable offense, but I definitely called him a name. That, uh, yep, I take responsibility for that. Right? Like, take responsibility for stuff. If you, it, we're, we've been doing a leadership course basically for the last 12 weeks, 15 weeks. I don't even know how many, I don't even know what law we're on. Like, you can't be a leader if it's everybody else's fault. If everybody else is attacking you. If everybody, not everyone's going to be your friend, guys. Just take responsibility for our actions and what we're doing and what we're saying. That's so so important. And so, you know, it's like some people, uh, they can, something bad can happen to them and they can say, well, what happened to me was pretty bad, but you know, there's other people that are, that are worse off. It's okay. It's not the worst situation. Some people on the other hand, go straight down a rabbit hole where everything is, woe is me. Everything is attack on them. Everything's an attack on their character. Everything's an attack on everything. It's crazy. And so it's, I, I would say it's nearly impossible to grow if you don't take responsibility for yourself and for your life, like everything that we've said on this, like if you're not willing to take responsibility over things that happen in your life that you, you can control, or at least how you can react, you can't grow through the pain, right? Because you have to be able to, to feel the pain to say, Oh God, that, well, I, I had something to do with that. I did say that I did do uh, that. Right. So you can grow through that. And so there's this, um, this is apparently lyrics to a song that I think is really funny because it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but I think it drives the point home. And so I want to read it. I went to my psychiatrist to be psychoanalyzed to find out why I killed the cat and blackened my wife's eyes. He put me on a downy couch to see what he could find. And this is what he dredged up from my subconscious mind. When I was one, my mommy hid my dolly in the trunk. And so it follows me naturally that I am always drunk. When I was two, I saw my father kiss the maid one day. And that is why I suffer now, kleptomania. When I was three, I suffered from ambivalence towards my brothers. So it follows naturally, I poison all my lovers. I'm so glad that I have learned the lesson that he has taught. That everything I did that's wrong is someone else's fault. Oh, Lord, how many of you know somebody like that? It's never, ever, 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 ever their fault, right? Crazy. You can't grow through the law of pain if you don't understand that we're all human and that we all screw up and that bad stuff happens to everybody and pain happens to everybody and vulnerability and traumas are what connect us at a human level, right? 
That's the law of pain. And so no matter what you have gone through in your life or what you are currently going through or what you will go through, you get to choose the opportunity to grow through it. You get to choose the opportunity to learn from it. You get to choose the opportunity to become a better friend, leader, person, etc. because of it. And I understand, like I've said 10 times on this Zoom, that, that it is difficult to see the opportunity when you're in the middle of it all, when you're in the middle of the storm, but it is there. So be willing to not only look for it, but almost pursue the law of pain. And so that is my favorite of all of the laws. I hope you love it as much as I do. Me understanding that pain is so powerful and can be used as the hugest catalyst to your success shifted so many paradigms in my mind over the last couple of years. Because I don't think I ever really slipped into crazy victim mentality, but it's allowed me also to identify when somebody is really just hurting and they're they're in that bend and they're going the wrong freaking way because you can make that decision you get to choose the way you want to live your life you get to decide whether your painful experiences empower you or disempower you that is always your choice and so I'm so glad he chose me for that law so I got to really deep dive on it a few years ago I would suggest you spend time applying this law of pain to your life and you know decide and understand and remember that if you do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got and so if you are like crap that's me that's that's exactly how I react all the time. That is me. Just make a conscious decision to change it. It is not too late because three years ago, that was definitely me. And I have been able to grow so much from such a painful experience.